Yo, <laughs> what's going on, Paisanos? V here. It is 5 a.m. and I actually need to start doing some work on my one of my websites to work on. And I can't. I, I can't because I have an idea of rolling around my head. And I want to talk about it on this podcast. I want to talk about it with you guys and have a conversation about it. So I don't know why. Ever, I, if you went on like a Google journey, you just sit there and you Google something and you click on that. And that takes you to another link. And you're like, oh, I got to see that, of course. And you click on that. And then you keep going for a while. And then you realize you have like 30 tabs. Well, I actually did that. I, I looked up Konami's stock. And I just want to know what, how the stock's doing Konami. It's kind of important. And it matters to my game. And then it took me to the Konami's um, report as far as their profit margins and as far as the ideas the company's looking to go and things that they've released. Like they mentioned for the Yu-Gi-Oh! trading card game this year. I'm not sure if anyone knows this or not, but this year Konami has passed 10,000 cards in the Yu-Gi-Oh! card database. I was like, well, that's pretty cool. Supposedly they're going to be doing something about it. We don't know. I haven't heard nothing about it yet, but supposedly that is going to happen. Konami does fitness, by the way. I'm not sure anyone else knows that. They do fit, which is ironic, but they do fitness in Japan. And, you know, as I'm reading all this, one thing came up to me, hit me right in the face. Uh, Konami is looking more and more into esports. And I might do another video about this, but what's happening is Konami has laws inhibiting them from their pachinko machines. And pachinko machines, new gambling laws are happening in Japan, where they make a majority of their profit for pachinko machines. So... Konami is going, okay, we need to make more ways to make more revenue. How are we going to do this? Well, they want to increase the gaming division, I guess you want to call it, digital market or whatever whatever it's called. And basically that means they want to get more people, more eyes on the product. And the product in this instance is Yu-Gi-Oh, obviously. And then things started clicking to me. It started making a lot more sense. If you're Konami and you really want to get things going, you want to esports. By the way, the Konami's opening an esports school in Japan, and who knows if things could be around the rest of the world, but they're going to be having more. Um, this, in the school, they have up to 80 people so far. I guess they're trying it out. They're going to have commentators, announcers. They're going to teach them, which is pretty cool, actually. But going back to it, if you want to increase more plays in Yu-Gi-Oh!, how do you do it? What's well, simple? You go grab Yu-Gi-Tubers, and we're seeing that. Now, I don't like this idea, and I mentioned this on my YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed to it, it's YGO Paisano, but I talk about this in, in pretty much great detail and how the fact that looking at the Magic Knight community and how it's in rubble because the content creators working with the company has been just not good. Looking at Konami working with Yu-Gi-Oh! tubers, I don't know if it's going to be good. I mean, the problem with this instance is that there's several problems, to be honest. YouTubers, majority of the ones will sell off for anything. They'll sell off for like Konami's like, hey, listen, we'll send you a pack of like, I don't know, dude, uh, Crossroads of Chaos Unlimited Edition. We'll send you one pack. You make a video telling everybody how amazing we are. And then people are like, oh, the Konami's so good. And then you get me out of the pack and they go, oh, Konami, give me love. And, and we're seeing things like that, which is really cringeworthy. But like, we're also, we're also seeing how the fact that Konami, uh, uh, content creators are starting to work with Konami. Now, I think it's fair to say that the European division of Konami and the America division, I guess you want to call it, we're separate. We're, we're, I think this is something that's kind of known for a while, but now it's more obvious. We're entirely separate. Konami European division does a lot more with the content creators. And I think that the Konami uh, American division is a little more hesitant, but ultimately will fall in line as Konami pushes the company to get more players more excited about the game. And if you get, in order to get players excited about the game, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to get more content creators on your boat. Now, of course, there's Konami working, you know, who they can they work with, who can they not work with, who can they find that's 
uh, 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 brand friendly. Who could they find that's just not good enough? And of course, it sparked a little controversy uh, when uh, another content creator by the name of Simo made a video talking about how he's there for the people, but Comedy needs to choose him, even though he's doing things for pro play games, which is unsanctioned. You anyway. So look at this though. The Konami is. And looking at the stock report, they're looking to promote their game Yu-Gi-Oh more. I mean, not just it's just Yu-Gi-Oh, but there's other games. But they definitely know Yu-Gi-Oh is the crux of the gaming division. Well, the digital market division, not really console division. That's a whole different division. But anyway, they're trying to get Yu-Gi-Oh players more excited, and they want to say the word and throw the word around esports. Now, when you think esports, and I know I think esports, the first thing that's on my mind recently, at the very least. Is Fortnite and the Fortnite World Championships having a three million dollar purse? That's pretty good. <laughs> it's gonna be a while before we have any money in this game, so don't get too excited. Don't sit there, you know, wherever you are listening to this podcast and go, Yes, I will get three hundred dollars from Konami. You're not getting it, dude. Dude, we got regionals, <laughs> we got regional people that run the regional events. I'm like the regional vendors going, You can eBay the mats if you win it. What does that tell you, anyway? Looking at what we have here, I think, once again, Konami needs to get people excited about esports. And that's what I'm coming down to in this podcast. Talking about having five minutes to break it down for you guys. But that's where I got to the conclusion of Konami needs to promote esports. And we've seen it in America so far. Konami redid their entire, the entire uh, um, uh, setup for their live streams. It looks really good. I got to say, Konami. You definitely did a phenomenal job with your live streams. I like the different types of music. Uh, I, you still have dead video time, which you definitely got to fix. But there's, for the most part, it's not that bad. Also, we don't need Jerome replaying himself, showing a deck over and over and over again. It's just useless. I'm not sure we got Brownos just telling you that's amazing. You know what's really good, Jerome? When you show uh, a Marine Sess and how to play Marine Sess between every single round. Because everyone loves that. Am I right, fellas? Jerome, come on. Yeah, he's the man. No, you just go, no, Jerome, this is a dumb idea. You could do one, but you're not doing it between every round. It's absolutely horrible. People are not going to be excited about this. You want to get people excited? You want to promote product? You got to get everybody on board. You got to get everybody in that same mentality. How do you do that? Well, simple. Look at Magic Gathering and how they do the live streams. Why not copy them? Why? I mean, they, they do. if they do it good, copy them and then make it better. So... I, I, once again, I made, I made a video about this, but Magic the Gathering, they have multiple tables set up, and they have multiple cameras on those multiple tables recording multiple games at one time. So when a match is done, game one is done, as, as the players are side decking, getting ready for another, getting ready for, like, another, um, another game, we pan over and watch another game in progress. It gets people excited, gets people going, gets the blood pumping. You got about, let's say, three to five games happening. So by the time the final game is done within those three to five games, you don't got much time between the end of that game, the last game, and the next round. So you have a very short window of time. So what do you do? Well, we have multiple options. One, we can show a your own video. <laughs> hey, guys, Marine says, get this. <sighs> Round one, between round one and between round seven, is the same video. People are going to use that as a bathroom break round. People aren't going to be looking at the screens. And if you want to promote a product, you want to put people look at the screen, stop doing that. Seriously. I don't mind one, One, by the way. I always watch one of the, the, the videos he does. But you think I'm going to watch the fourth or fifth one? Not happening. I guarantee you nobody else does as viewership declines. Going back to what I was saying, though. What you can do is you can grab those players who who play that round. Have their get a projection screen. Projections are like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, sure. Get a little white thing, projection, a little pull down for what they call those. Those aren't that much money. Some come with the projectors, believe it or not. 
And then have the player on one side and have the commentator on the other side. Have the player explain their choices for the decks and the techs. Those who are interested in the deck of the player who won that round are going to watch that. You're going to get more people excited about those cards. People get excited about the cards. What do they do? You got it, Konami. They buy more product. Whether it be singles in the secondary market, which come from sealed product, or straight up sealed product, Konami's going to make money because people are going to be excited about the game. Motion creates emotion. And we sit in there making a come video or oh, you have a background of just you players walking around uh waiting for the next round to start how do you think the viewer at home feels it's terrible if you really think about it and i don't think it's something that's needed now this is one thing to promote obviously konami's did some live streams recently at the ycs in, in california and then they mentioned another ycs that's happening in the same exact event in california which was a i don't think was a really smart idea but once again promotions always promotion i get what you're going with but here's where we get a little interesting okay how about you give incentivizations for teams. That is mind-blowing. Not this 3v3 event you have planned in the YCS Las Vegas. I mean, those are cool. Don't get me wrong. Cool 3v3 events. But you give a one-player game. <laughs> Even in the 3v3, you got three guys that are on a team, but they're all one player. So what about this? I got a great idea. You incentivize stores or incentivize anyone who owns a team. By filling up proper registration and paperwork, of course, but nevertheless, owning a team, giving them discounts on, pro on product they can have access to, giving them discounts on anything you can, as Konami can provide to the player, to the, to the team owner and their teams, giving discounts on, on cards they can easily get from vendors that you that you have on your Konami events, adding incentives, incentivize teams. And you're going to have a lot of players excited to be in this game anymore at a higher place competitive level. Because if we're talking esports, we're not talking esports casual. We're not talking esports collectors. We're talking esports competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! And if you want esports competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! Why not give incentivization? Obviously, you can't just go, hey, team, I'll give you 100 bucks to the guy who wins. Obviously, you can't do that. It'd be all, 100 bucks would be amazing. But I'll but do something like this. Hey, team, if, whoever, whoever, if you are a team, we will give you access to exclusive and only for teams, Konami promotional cards, Konami promotional play mats, a lot of cloth, not these dumb neoprene mats. Come on, it's 20. We're almost in 2020, and we're using rubber play mats. Like, please. Move with the times. But all this great promotional products, promotional field centers, access to products that the players can, yes, obviously sell online and definitely turn a buck. But more importantly, have the ability to go ahead and have this new product. Make players want to join teams at a high competitive level. Make teams want to earn that ability to join teams. And how do you get players to join teams? Well, Konami, he, ready for it? Here's where I just spin it around again. You get the opportunity for play for those who want to be team owners to be OTS stores that are in good sense with the Konami system that have been with Konami systems for a while and have a high amount of plays in the locals and a high uh, uh, a high player base in tournament. You know what I'm trying to say, though? You get a locals that has like five players. Why are you make a team for? They're going to have five-guy team? No. Ridiculous. But if you got locals that's cracking 20, 30, 40 player locals, why not give that locals? Go to our locals and go, hey, listen, uh, we're going to choose one team per state. We're starting out. We're, we're going to obviously expand multiple teams per state. But for, for, for the team in this state, we're going to allow you to have 10 players on your team for your state. And everyone now gets a state. So if you're living in where well, I'm living in Kentucky, let's say they go to a store around my area and they go, okay, you can have a team. You can have 10 players on your team. Choose wisely your 10 players. And that's your team. Now, now, now before I begin, before I, let me just pause everything. I'm, I'm, I'm not dumb. I don't think Konami's going to be dumb. I don't think nobody's going to be dumb. There's obviously going to be favoritism running around. And I hate and loathe 
favoritism. It actually gets me annoyed. So in order for a player to have the opportunity to apply for the team, that's right, they have to apply for the team. Let's set them a criteria. Don't make a you know little Betty over there in the corner because you know the team owner is her boyfriend. No, 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 no. Let's make them work for this. So I say, in in a fair way, how about if you have three original invites throughout the season, you can apply for the team throughout the season. What's I mean? That's perfect. That's per- there's, I think that's perfectly r- rational. There's, there's not much favoritism. You go to a guy and you go, hey, you got a team. Here's your, you know, he, here you go. Well, the guy who goes, hey, can I join your team? Well, how many regional invites do you have? Or I have one. That, no, you can't join my team, dummy. You need to have at least three. And of course, we can make this vary per state depending about the, how many events. I mean, you got certain places like New York that's cracking regions out, you know, as fast as possible. California cracking all over the place, so they can have more players on their team. But I think you go somewhere like Nebraska, obviously that can be cracking a ton of players. Uh, even though they've been having a lot of your, your regions, maybe, actually, maybe South Dakota or North Dakota. But nevertheless, you get what I'm trying to say. I think we'll have a good amount of players for these teams. So now when you go, you get excited. You want to root for your team. And you can place, always want to root for places. Ge- Everyone in general wants to root for places that they're geographically located near. I mean, I'm from New York. I like the Yankees. <laughs> I'm not from New York and like the Eagles of Pennsylvania. I'm not from New York and like any other. I don't want to really watch sports, I'll be honest with you. But you get what I'm saying? And it's really rare for somebody like another team, another state. But when you get teams by states, you can play, people get more excited about it. I mean, look at baseball, football, soccer, any sport, any sport. The teams are listed by state. They're not listed by town. They're not listed by other stadium. They're listed by state. This is huge, by the way. This is a groundbreaking idea that I don't think no YouTuber has brought up until this point. Why not do this? I'd be super excited for a team from New York. I mean, I'm from Kentucky. I'm always from New York. But I think anybody out there, if you live in California, and it's California, I don't know what goofy name it was, uh, California um, <laughs> homeless poopy street poopers, you'd be excited for that team, though. <laughs> and you will know your players. And it will put the players a little bit above. Now, the players get a little more, uh, they're more known. It gives the opportunity for players to become more renowned within the community of Yu-Gi-Oh! Which every Yu-Gi-Oh! player wants to do. It's a constant struggle for Yu-Gi-Oh! players to be renowned within their community. Why not give them that opportunity to do that? It costs almost nothing for Konami. Once again, it's all more paperwork and more registration, but it's more excitement. And more excitement drives more sales. More sales makes Konami happy and has a higher yield in their yearly uh, rates that they give to their investors that I somehow randomly Google at 5 in the morning. They should be able to do this. And I think Konami has the ability to do this. I don't think nobody has presented it. You make teams by states. You make teams by states, and you call it an eSport. Well, you know what? People might not be super excited about it, but it is an eSport at this point. You do have sports teams, and that's kind of the thing about eSports. Not these random teams that are just floating all around. Not these European teams. By the way, there's like three big ones and a bunch of small ones. Not, none of that goofy stuff. We're talking teams by states that are sanctioned by Konami. We're talking big deals. We're, we're talking incentivization of players who already have the original invite, who go, gee, should I go to regionals next week and waste my money and, and, and take off from work and play in a 300-man win mat Should I really do that? Well, yeah, now you have an opportunity to do that because you go, you know, I really want to have my, And I mean, and three is a random number, by the way. It could be five. It could be 10. It could be 20. It doesn't really matter. You will get players that will hit that number to join the teams. But now with players that already have the original invite, they want to try more. Players that don't have the original invite, they definitely want to try because they want to have the ability to do that. I think as far as jerseys, I think um, 
so OTS stores can have a chance to purchase the jerseys for the players or places have the opportunity to purchase their own jerseys through the OTS store. That's something that needs to be worked out between the OTS store and the players. But once again, that's something I think Konami would definitely be cool with. Maybe finding a company that will give discounts, being the fact that Konami's like, hey, listen, we're going to have at least, let me see, five, minimum 500 jerseys that are going to be ordered from different states with different shipping from different companies. Can you get, I mean, from different uh, uh, OTS stores, I should really say. Can you give a discount? And when they go, sure. Then Konami goes, hey, OTS store, you, you were approved for 10 plays on your team. Uh, congratulations. Make sure they have the qualification and criteria. And by the way, here's a website we could go to buy these jerseys at a heavily discounted price with the names of the players. Well, things change now. Now, now it's getting ex exciting. Now it's getting interesting. And of course, I, I think that um, for players that make a certain amount of uh, invites throughout the year, let's say you make like twenty-five invites throughout the year. I'm just taking a random out the air, by the way. You have the opportunity to stay on the team, or you have the opportunity to be stuck on the team, no matter what. You're, you're on the team for another year. So if you get regional, let's say three invites, you're on the team. You get let's say twenty-five. You're on the team for two years. Now you got players that are not only on the team but want to be on the team more. And, and for Worlds points, I think Konami needs to redo the Worlds points. hundred percent redo the Worlds points. They need to get rid of that. But that's for another topic for another day. But yeah, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking about that if Konami wants to say East. Sports. You can't say esports by having a player take off from work for the weekend, pay for a rental car, pay for a hotel. I have pets. I pay for my pets to get um uh taken in the little pet house is what they call it. Um, so my wife has to only deal with my kids. Uh, and 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 in my in, you know my case my my at home with my kids. But if I, when my kids get older, they're gonna come with me, which means I want to get better hotels. Obviously, no more bow dunk hotels. Anyway, uh, so you're gonna pay for all this stuff to go to Yu Gi Oh event to pay twenty dollars to play, and you're gonna tell me I'm an esports player after playing all that paying all that money. Gee, I wonder how much money. Um. Name entered sports player here pays to go and play their football games, baseball games, soccer games. No, 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 no. But the difference between that player that has to pay money and the player that now has the opportunity to get sponsored, or let's say who is sponsored by a store or is part of a store's team, well, it's astronomically different now because I got a jersey. I want to actually earn my invites. I want to show that, that I am a good enough player. I want to represent my state. I want to represent and have the ability to show everybody that my state and my and in this game in the team. CG in North America, right here is where it's at. We have the best plays. Let me show you what we can do. Let me show you the wins we can get. Things like that. And players that are, are on a team for their state, well, every player within the state is going to want to know about them. going to want to be what they are. I mean, think about it. you got a team for your state. Ten players. Don't you want to be on that team? If you got 10 players within that team, don't you want to have access to be on that team for next year and try getting it? Well, again, this is very big and open for corruption. There's a lot of things I think that have to be put, put into, into account for these teams in order to minimize the corruption in this game uh, as far as that. But I think it's, 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 a, it's, a, I think it's a way Konami can move forward and get more players in this game. Get more players excited about this game. Once again, we're talking esports. We're talking about people going and spending a ton of money in which a game that gives not one penny back to their players. They should, by the way. They obviously should. This is almost a non-secular against other card games. I'm getting paid if I'm going to play in events, in Pokemon, in Magic the Gathering, in the crappier other card games. But in Yu-Gi-Oh! I can't get paid a penny? No big deal. Give me something I could sell. I mean, if we're going to break it down to brass tacks, that's what it comes down to, Konami. When you give a player that play mat or you give a player any trophies, don't be surprised if you go on Yu-Gi-Oh! Black Market or any Yu-Gi-Oh! selling site and see those trophies listed. By the way, it was done this year at Nationals. Players were listing their national trophies because, you know, bills. You know, that thing. 
the amount of money it costs for players to go on and do this. And this is why we're seeing when we see esports and video games, they're all being paid. There's no esports in which the person has to go and bring everything and get nothing besides a playmat, you know, little, little things here and there, trinkets. No, no, no. So one thing I really wish Konami can rethink their, the amount of the value that cash players get because that's a big deal if they want to have the the goal to say esports. But I think Konami definitely needs to acknowledge the fact that they want to if they want to get more people excited about their game, they're gonna have to change things. And even though they did a phenomenal job at the YCS and passing into California, the live streams uh, at the way the stream looked, there's still a lot of things missing. If they if they think that's that's it right there, it's gonna get everyone excited about the game because the stream looks differently, and, and you hear the little dee -dee 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 sound for the light point counter. Konami, you are in a coma. Let me wake you up with some reality. You better update your streams better. You better add more content onto those streams. You better turn on commenting. Just have a, someone on be your social media coordinator for your YouTube, Instagram, and all that stuff, so they can mediate that, moderate that, ban, ban people from channels, and delete comments if they are too rough against a company. I get it, but do not, do not, do not think. By choosing one thing in your live stream, everyone's gonna get excited and want to be be uh, be esports players night and day. You're gonna have to do a lot, and that includes changing the way you look at us content creators, which you have been doing, which I don't agree with, but you have been doing it. Uh, adding content creators and, and seeing the result of content creators being utilized in Europe, which I highly think is you are going they're going the wrong way, but they're gonna learn eventually. But I think in America, you have the opportunity to. Get content creators that are good for the game. And how about train them properly? Have them look at Magic the Gathering content creators that do the live streams. It's very simple. Whenever I watch a Magic the Gathering live stream, my mind always constantly is going, why can't we have this for you, yo? It's so good. They're so smart. They do. And I watched YCS Milan this past weekend, and I saw them do what Magic the Gathering content creators do. Obviously, they're listening to me. <laughs> Or to anyone else, because ideas are not owned by a person. They're shared. And I'm saying it here, and you might hear when you go to your locals, I might tell it to your buddy, who tells it to a buddy, who tells it to a buddy, who goes in the ear of Marcello Barberi, and he goes and he does his live stream, he asks questions, he gives more statements, and he takes it towards the game that's currently being live streamed in front of him. As opposed to other content creators who talk about what they used to do back in the day, or this goofy combo that has nothing to do with the game that's in front of their face, and nobody is interested. You take the interest away. In order to keep interest in the game, you want to mention about the game. You want much about the decks you want to mention the possibility of cards they can use to get them out of their situations or to amplify the current game state they're currently in right now these are very simple things i easily saw when i watched the magic gathering live stream and i would love to see that done with the Yu-Gi-Oh live streams i would love to see it done and i would love the konami to keep updating their live streams and once again get a better setup for this live streams get better commentating uh uh get better just everything i mean it's very simple make those companies look more professional i don't like and we're this is professional, by the way. I don't care about beards and whatnot, but like clean it up, everybody. <laughs> clean yourself up. Look clean and presentable uh, when you do that. You know, I, I think we need to have a lot better uh, um, commentators uh, overall. And I think we need to have this little like in between match where you ask the guy, "How did you win the game? What do you think?" We think he's gonna say, "I two owed him. It was a really exciting game. He bricked and I didn't." Um, do I kind of give shout outs? What do I do here? Like, those are so terrible. Stop asking at the end of every match, how did you do? Talk about the deck, get involved, get in there. 
I want to know what made them choose the cards they decided to choose that separated Darius' Lunar Light Orcus deck from other Lunar Light Orcus decks. And I'm not alone in this. Everybody else wants this. But you are acting the same dumb, dull, dim-witted questions through the voices of commentators to these players who are saying the same exact thing as a response. Because what do you say when you 2-0 somebody? What do you say if you have a good game? We had a good game. All right, I'm a viewer. I can't. I, I see that this guy had a good game. Wow. And stop European, Konami European division, because they're terrible. I mean, God, they're so bad. I could make a video about how bad the European division is. And I think they have good people. I think Marcello is a phenomenal commentator who has the ability to grow and has grown. But um, you stop asking just the same annoying questions over and over and over and over and over again. Or stop saying, yeah, this guy, let's say Bill's playing. A lot of Bill fans in the audience. No, nobody's a fan of Bill. Nobody's a fan of Bill whatsoever. There's no reason to be a fan of Bill. There's no incentive. Stop spouting your lies. Like, I just, anyone of us knows that when you watch a live stream and they go like, let's say like Bill Barkley's playing. And they go, yeah, a lot of Bill Barkley fans in the audience. Nobody's a fan of that guy. Nobody knows that guy. Nobody cares about the guy. People just want to see the game. Stop it. Like nobody's a fan, and then me and Bill talk backstage, and he said, and then you, and and at that point, if you once again, I go, okay, so this guy's lying to me right now. This is what's happening. He's lying to me. You don't just walk up to everybody who's going to play a game and go, hi there, how's it going? You want to hang out for about thirty seconds, and then, and then when, I, when I do my live show, I can talk about that. Nobody does that. Please, Konami, stop. And this is mostly Konami Europe. Konami and TG just go, yeah, man, it looks like they're just lazy because they don't really don't they, they don't even want to make a lie. But like in Europe, they do that a lot. It's so aggravating because I'm just being lied to by Konami Europe, and it's just so pathetic. But once again, they, their whole their whole stream setup is absolutely atrocious. I think they have a couple of good goading saviors. Like once again, Marcello's a great guy, and I I think um given the proper tools, they can be good. But looking at Konami U USA, we're seeing we're showing that we are good, and hopefully you see more live streams from Konami, and hopefully they realize and recognize the fact that they need to promote this game more. And I like the fact that they're breaking the game up and throwing it up on YouTube. It's very smart to leave the live streams up on YouTube so players can rewatch it again. Because why do you want you want, you want players rewatching your current your previous games? Because it brings excitement. And excitement equals dollars because players are up like I am. Five in the morning and playing a game in the background as I'm working on my website, even though I'm not doing it right now, but I should be. And wanting to play the game. I have decks all around me and I'm working. And the last thing I'm thinking about is doing this work, working and when I work on my websites and just work on my cards and build fun decks and do great videos. But more 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 or less, I think everyone has the same mentality is going to locus and playing this game that we love so much. So get everybody excited about it. Make me happy. Make me pumped to go to my locus Konami. You can easily do this by giving the game proper promotion, get uh, bring up the cards, talking about it, having that communication within the game. And and you know what, Konami, if you want to work with content creators, I would love it. And I'm dead serious, by the way. If you sent me cards before anyone else got them so I can make videos and show it to everybody. And we can have that communication and that discussion. TCG exclusives, Konami. I don't want to hear that crap about, well, it's been released over there in OCG. Cool. You got TCG exclusives. Send them to me. Tell me, give me a date when I can show them to everybody. And I would love to have the opportunity. And if it's only sent to me, the cards won't get leaked. If it gets leaked, we know who did it. Me. And you just go, okay, you can never trust you and work with you ever again with any content. But you can send me a card, and I can make a video, and we can talk about this card, and how good this card is, or how bad this card is, or where does it belong in. And we can create a conversation. Because the thing that Konami actually recognizes finally is that YouTubers always create a conversation about the game. Constantly. And I would love it if Konami did that with me, and maybe other content creators that won't mess it up, but they, well, they will. Like, let's be honest, they will. They will brown those and mess it up. But 
I, I just think that there's a huge opportunity for this game to be considered an esport. I think there's a lot of ways to get there, and I think we can easily do it if we all start having that communication. Because I just want to have the open dialogue with all the players because they're afraid of all the players what they'll say because you know Facebook is like Zodiac Duelist. Great, have a dialogue with me so I can turn around, hit the record on my 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 camera. And sit down and do a video in which I go, hey guys, I want to give you a little, little, uh, a little uh, uh, idea of what what happened when I talked to Konami and what they said. We got some of your answers, guys. Some of your questions you asked about certain cards, and I'm going to talk about it in this video. That's simple, very simple, Konami. But you're not doing that. You're just sitting back and you're slowly doing these updates. I know they take a long time to do because you got to ask Daddy OCG, and I get that. But how about you ask them some more things other than can we just update a live stream? How about you ask them about this idea about the team sports? How about you start working with content creators that actually want to work on content and not just their own channels and own self-interest? And like I said, I don't agree that Konami should work with content creators, but it has to be done. I would like it to be me because at least at the end of the day, I care about this game and nothing else. I would demonetize the video if it takes that for me to have that kind of content to show. I don't care whatsoever. I just love talking about this game and love the cards. I'm literally looking at my decks as i'm doing this uh podcast for you guys right now so once again guys i really appreciate you guys for listening to this podcast thank you so much uh everyone's been i mean i got a lot of feedback about these podcasts a lot of people are really excited to have these i know some people go well v you know i, got, I work or v uh i i'm driving or whatever and i need something to listen to and i love listening to your market watches and i greatly appreciate that's why when i'm about doing my market watch even notice I mentioned I verbally make sure to enunciate the prices as best as possible so you guys get an understanding of the card versus and the prices and the market price. But uh, yeah, no, thank you so much, seriously. And I love doing these podcasts. I hope to get more of a setup going. I, I actually just got my MacBook back. I got it fixed. So and it's a 2017 MacBook. Like I just got to. I don't know, I gotta, I'm gonna start a boot camp on it. Maybe I'll do the podcast more mobile. Maybe I'll ever go to regionals. It'd be cool to do a podcast during regionals and, and, I, and, show, and show my fellow commentators uh, how to actually commentate a match or maybe even do actual play interviews and ask some questions about their decks to really get a grasp about what they're playing. And once again, guys, I really appreciate you guys watching my videos and listening to these podcasts. If you want to check my channel, it's YGO Paisano at YouTube. And if you want to listen to more of these, please make sure to subscribe, whether it be on Spotify, uh, iTunes, or straight up on the Anchor website. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. And uh, you guys have a great day.